Hi, this is Nolte Manning the second, hanging out with Jeff Powell. We are talking movies right here on Cinema Scene, WGWG.org, Gardner Webb University Radio. Uh, Jeff, I, I was asked a couple weeks ago to uh, put together uh, an article for the Star newspaper in Shelby, North Carolina, and uh, they wanted me to, to focus, and this week was the deadline, so they wanted me to focus on my favorite films of the summer. Could you find one? Dude, I got to tell you, man, this was um, the worst summer for films that I can remember in a long time. And, you know, you're not a spring chicken, so that goes way back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, as I was as writing the piece, I was thinking, you know, for me, summer and movies kind of go together like yeah. you know, sitting on my grandma's front porch and drinking sweet tea while the summer storms roll over. Yeah. You know, summer camp, you know, sitting by a pool. I mean, all those things resonate with me as I think about the summer. I, right. I think, and movies are part of that. Well, you look forward to the summer releases. It's yep. the big splash. Yep. You've got to see them on the big screen yeah. films. Yeah, and that's and that's been me since since my childhood. And mm-hmm. in the first blockbuster film was Jaws, which was a summer film, and yeah. that that seventy five, and that set kind of the standard for what was going forward on how you market films when you release films and it changed the whole model of distribution and summer became the time that you said this is when we're going to make the most money the biggest splash as you said uh, and how do we do that well we do that with these these event films Mm -hmm. and um, this summer I've just been so disappointed I mean sure there have been plenty of films that were uh, targeted as these event films but so many of them floundered. Yeah, Jaws, <laughs> Water floundered. Yeah. Can I see that? <laughs> and and so it's just it's uh, it's been really frustrating for me as a, a person who loves movies first as an audience member, but second as a film critic. And, and uh, it was really hard to find my favorite films of the summer. Do you I th- could find a lot of disappointments of the summer. Right. Do you think that? <clears throat> to some extent, the idea of got to release the big blockbuster in the summer has changed because we've seen i think over the last few years and you know last last winter uh as well you know the the new star wars movie came out normally you would Mm -hmm. think about that being released in summer and it would have been this huge summer blockbuster but it was released back in the winter yeah you were seeing the the distribution model change again and i think part of that uh has been a result of just changing technology and uh, you know, smartphones, watching movies on your smartphones or your mobile devices. Uh, I think that's that's definitely changing how this generation, uh, the new generation of youth, are viewing films. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, anytime you can you can find something that will draw people to the theater, whether it's winter, fall, spring, or summer, it's got to be that kind of spectacle thing. Now, during between September and December, typically. Is is really all about the awards films, yeah, kind of the awards seasons, films. yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's actually kicking off uh, next week with, and so we're talking late summer, yeah. with a new Meryl Streep film, Meryl Streep, Hugh Grant in a film, you know, based on a true story of, of this really bad singer who became successful and she had a lot of money. Oh, um, I've seen I've seen trailers for that, yeah, right. So so you know the the awards season is actually kicking off a little earlier as well, and so. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a changing game there, and um, I think the distribution models have changed because of how people are viewing films now. I mean, and and also the quality of those films that are being released on those other platforms and original content. Good stuff. Uh, I mean, you know, we you and I have talked uh, about 
about Netflix and original mm-hmm. programming for Netflix and Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. Mm-hmm. Some great, great stuff there. Now, many of those are TV series. Well, would you would you argue? I mean, I think I would that that the line between uh, a movie and a TV series it's getting blurred oh, to yeah. some extent. Oh, I yeah. mean, um, strange, Stranger Things. Great example, Netflix, summer series, eight episodes, but it was like watching a, a movie. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think I think that started to change for network TV. Uh, first time I saw it as a, as a change was The West Wing. Okay. When season one of The West Wing started, I, as I was watching this, I'm like, wow, the quality of the writing is amazing. The way it's shot, the acting. I mean, everything in that series clicked as what you would see in a feature film. Right. Now, we had seen it before that on HBO. Right. You know, made for premium HBO. Premium channels. Yeah, premium channels. But to see it on network. So, yeah, we, we've seen that kind of trend start to change. But then when you had Netflix and Amazon go into the mix, and now Hulu, you know, of course, doing original programming as well. Uh, there's so many different opportunities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For, for good quality programming, and uh, the, the money's behind it to, to make it happen. Yeah, and I know a lot of a lot of um, pe- well, the the Duffer brothers who put out, uh, who produced, created, whatever the right terminology is, yeah. Stranger Things. You know, they they talked about the fact that they they've done some TV writing in the past. But they really wanted to break into movies, but this opportunity oh, yeah. was something that is harder to get from like the Hollywood producers, the movie producers, because they're less willing to spend large amounts of money on something untested. You know, we see all the sequels, we see all the reboots. And this was an original concept. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things as I was looking this summer at at my favorites and least favorites. Very little in the originality category. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and that is, I mean, that's typically the case um, ever since Jaws. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Star Wars after that, as you, you started seeing the sequels and right. and the understanding of, oh, okay, yeah, sequels can make us, make us more money. Now, you had seen sequels before. I mean, you, you can go back. You know, years and, and yes, yeah, sequels have existed, but never more than what we're seeing now. Our fran- sequel, I say sequels and franchise films, I kind of throw those together. Yeah. Uh, because, um, you know, the Marvel franchise, um, and, you know, they, they originally called it Marvel Phase One, where you've got all these films that may be standalone pieces like a, a Hulk or a Thor or a Captain America or Iron Man. But they all tied together. Mm-hmm. And so I really see all of those as a franchise. Yeah. Now, you can look at the Iron Man films as, you know, the, a, a trilogy within that. or But I really see those as, as franchise films, Marvel franchise mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this weekend, um, well, this week, um, Suicide Squad has opened up. Yeah. And it's, it's opening up to records. And what I mean by records, it's in more theaters than any other film that's ever been released in August. Really? Uh, well over 4,000 theaters. Now, when you release a film in over 4,000 theaters, you're probably going to be number one that weekend, and you're probably going to make some money because it's about the only thing people can go to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the limitations are there for what what is on the right. other screens. And so that's huge. Um, you know, even in the, the, the best part of the summer, you really don't see many 4,000 screen theaters. Yeah, 3,000 is, is pretty regular for, for these big, big... Uh, wide release films but 4,000 is is in many ways kind of nuts but they are wanting to own this weekend and they're also battling some major major critical fallback yeah I've uh, not seen or heard or or, or read any 
critics review that was positive yeah yeah, there, it, it's. Uh, I, I've seen it. I saw a, a preview screening of it. Took my son um, Thomas, who is a you know, superhero comic book genre kind of fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've got to stop saying superhero genre because this is all they're about not, super villains. They're not heroes, <laughs> right? <laughs> and actually, only a couple of them are super. Others are just villains. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, comic book really does kind of fit it. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was not a good film. And um, the more I've thought about it, and the more I've kind of let it settle you know you and i talked about this off uh, off uh, off air it, it, it i realized just how bad it was and uh it was a film that had so much potential uh, jay forey and i talked about it uh earlier on blindside movie reviews had a lot of potential um had a, a decent cast had some interesting characters um the storyline of what it could be it, it really could have been wow one of the best Mm-hmm. of this type yeah. for the summer yeah. maybe one of the best of this type ever yeah if it had been done well but it just missed on so many marks i thought the story was was kind of rehashed from other things it was kind of a um, really a, a combination uh, or a, a carousel of a lot of other type of stories i've seen before there wasn't anything original there uh, you had uh, academy award winner jared leto who was starring as the joker mm-hmm. and that's been the big talk ever since this movie started mm-hmm. Joker, 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 Joker. He's in the film 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And and his story was really kind of a side story that didn't add depth to it. It actually distracted from the story of the film itself. And so that bothered me. Um, the, the humor that was thrown in felt forced. Uh, I didn't really find myself. There were a few times I found myself laughing or, 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 or I guess kind of... <laughs> You know, but nothing just, oh, wow, that was great. I love that. But when I think back to the Marvel films and the ones that have been successful, it's been those that have been able to infuse uh, a really good story, good action, uh, good characters, uh, and and that kind of that humor that's felt organic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the humor in this really just did not feel organic. And I think one of the problems with DC now is they are trying to catch up with Marvel. And uh, a film critic, friend of mine, uh, Sean O'Connell, who writes for uh, a lot of outlets, and, and, and you can see him on NBC uh, each week as well, he's, he really captured it. He said, you know, maybe DC needs to stop trying to catch up yeah. and just kind of own who you are and just kind of be who you are and look at what's going to make you successful. If you try to do what Marvel does, it may or may not work, but what it's showing is it's not working right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. DC, where they had success, was the Dark Knight trilogy. Right. And uh, if you look at that, it really didn't rely on humor. Sure, there were a, a couple of things in there, but mostly it kind of took itself seriously, and um, it, it really worked. Um, you know, my son is also a, a fan of comic books. Mm-hmm. More so than the movies, he's a fan of you know the source material, comic books, and his suggestion for for DC is you know DC does best when DC is dark, right? It's the dark one, yep, the Dark Knight, you know yeah. all that. So yeah. maybe they should lay off the humor, right? Try to be funny and and just embrace the fact yeah. that they're they're their their universe, right? Their alternate yeah. reality is a dark one. Yeah, yeah, and and I and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think I think there's something to be said about realizing who you are. And accepting it and kind of moving forward with it. And if it, if for some reason it does not resonate with audiences, then maybe it's not your time. Yeah. You know, maybe it's not your time. And uh, they've back, had a lot of success with have. their TV shows. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. TV's a whole different matter. 
And um, Marvel has had Marvel's Agents of Shield, which is going into oh, uh, you know, fourth season, maybe. Um, I think it may be the fourth. That sounds season. about right. Yeah, and there's going to be a spinoff from that as well. But it doesn't have Marvel has not been able to to do on network TV mm-hmm. the uh, what what DC has. But mm-hmm. DC's had success on TV for years. I mean, we go back to you know when we were little itty bitty ones, and Batman what yeah. was a was a TV show with Adam West. And it was very campy. It was a whole oh, different yes, kind of thing. It was. <laughs> uh, and it you know it lasted just a few seasons, yeah. but it developed this huge cult following. Um, Smallville, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the prequel to the Superman story, mm-hmm. you know, a great run, a great run, and uh, and now we've got Gotham, which is incredibly successful. You've got uh, Arrow, which has been in multiple seasons, Flash, yep. uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, you know, they haven't been, uh, they haven't hit, you know, hit it out of the park every single time with every single series, but. DC's found finding success mm-hmm. on the small screen. Now, Marvel is finding success in alternate markets like Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, Daredevil, you know, yeah, a, a yeah. great example, um, Jessica Jones, which was last summer. Uh, and they've got a whole series of other films uh, or TV series, Iron Fist, uh, Luke Cage. Uh, they're going to be doing a lot. Well, uh, see, I, I was a big fan of uh, season one, Jessica Jones. I'm really yeah. looking forward to anticipating season two yeah which is going to be like two years down the road oh really yeah because um marvel and netflix are only wanting to do uh, a, a couple of these kind of series at a time so we may have to wait for a while oh, okay. for some for some of these others because what they're doing is they're introducing other characters that are going to be part of that storyline uh luke cage was introduced yeah, in, in jessica, jessica jones, jones. Mm-hmm. and he's going to have his own series well uh, there's also going and the punisher was also introduced um, in uh, the second season of Daredevil, oh, okay, and so he's going to have a standalone series. So they're, you know, they're they're smart with the way they're they're doing these things, and um, it's 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 really interesting to see how it's how it's unfolding. But but Marvel's saying, you know, yeah, we'll have Agents of Shield, which will which will tie into the universe. It it it's still part of it. DC hasn't done that with TV though. You know, the the TV series. Um, that DC has done, as I mentioned, Flash, uh, Arrow, it's like a completely different world. Okay. So the Flash that you're going to see um, in the Justice League on film different. is different. It's a completely different Flash. And so I think Marvel has realized, okay, if we, if we find a way to merge these universes between all of our different areas, TV, you know, alternate forms like Netflix and film, then we're going to have a following that's going to continue to look at all these storylines and how they connect. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting in, in, in what Marvel's been able to do and how Marvel's been able to capture something. Yeah. You know, I think this conversation started with the idea of, uh, you know, what are the best movies you've seen this summer? And we've kind of veered off of that a little bit. Uh, did you did you come up with a list? I did. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I think um, my best, I'll say my best action film uh, slash comic book film really goes to the preseason mm-hmm. um captain america civil war i've heard a lot of good things um, haven't seen it yeah yet. it was uh it it did all those things that i mentioned before it it had had, had a great story uh had a great cast actually i call that film um avengers 2.1 um because it, it really is it's a bridge between it had it had almost all the avengers showing up in it right um and so uh it was a the avengers kind of battling each other um, the, the story really worked. The character development um, has continued, and you've seen these character arcs change 
with these characters as well um, throughout throughout these franchise. Uh, the action was there. Uh, yeah, I loved it. It, it was it was my favorite of, the, of that category. Uh, favorite animated film. Um, there were two that, that popped up, um, and and one of those I'm going to hold off on because I think it falls into a, a different category. But Finding Dory, mm-hmm. uh, a sequel many years in the making, uh, it did a nice job furthering that story and um, reconnecting kids. You know, you talk about the summer and you talk about finding a way to bring people back to the box office. It did that. Um, my, my daughter, who is, uh, who is a college student now, remembers watching that as, yeah. a, as a young kid and it brought her back to the right, theaters. Right. And then she remembered seeing it that first time in a movie theater. Mm. And so it, it, that's on my list. Um, biggest, uh, the, the most original film, uh, I think, was A Secret Life of Pets, which is another animated film. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two animated films have had uh, huge success financially at the box office as well as well as critically. Um, we've all wondered... If we have pets, we've all wondered. I wonder what that. Wonder what they. What, you know. Wonder what that dog. What do they do about. all day. Yeah. Yeah. What do they do all day? And and okay, the way they're looking at me. What's on their mind? Uh, and this movie answered that uh, question. And I love that. Uh, biggest surprise: uh, The Shallows. Uh, another uh, another film about a, a shark attack. Uh, you know, going back to 1975 with yeah. Jaws. Uh, and and it, but it did it in a different kind of way. Huh. Um, and I really liked that. Uh, when I first saw the, the trailers, I'm like, okay, I've, I've seen this kind of film before. Yeah. And yeah, I have. But it, it captured it. Um, it captured it very well. And I was surprised by that. Um, biggest disappointment. I'll go ahead and throw out biggest disappointment of the summer was Independence Day, yeah. uh, the, the the sequel. And it kind of tanked at the box office wow. too, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it was one of those that that going in. When we were told there were no critic screenings for this, um, that means one of two things. And, and the first thing it normally means is it's, it's going to be a bad film, and we don't want critics to, to make it even worse. The second is uh, typically, well, you know, we don't need the critics. We're, we're going to do incredibly well yeah. with that. But in the summer, it is very rare that critics don't get invited to a film mm-hmm. uh, because they do want that, that advanced buzz and that buzz to, to kick in even more. And so um, when, when that came out and didn't get the critic screening, we're like, hmm. And so, but they did say, well, we'll set you up with the opening day. It's okay. Wow. I, I just, uh, I, I went in and it was just, it was a bad movie uh, all the way through. And um, had it been released in, you know, the 1990s, I think it still would have been a bad movie. Um, it, it, it's, you know, on, on every level where I, where I look at films from special effects to sound design, to characters, to story, all of those just really hit low, 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 low marks. And and the special effects, you know, the last film was was '96, and so you would think, oh wow, that's been a long time, 20 years. Sure, the the effects may maybe that's where this is going to going to be different. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I felt that that it just really missed on that mark too. So and and the people who went to see it felt the same way. Critics felt the same way, and it it tanked. It had a really horrible death. Uh, the uh, my, my favorite action film was also my favorite sci-fi film of the summer was uh, Star Trek Beyond. Oh yeah, uh, you and I both both saw that. Yeah. Um, it had a lot of fun, and it and it 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 captured uh, the essence of why Star Trek Star Trek was so important to those that watched it on TV in the '60s, and then the reruns in the '70s, and then 
the future generations of the the franchise showing up on film and on the small screen. It did all that, but it also introduced some um, a, a, a villain that that had a backstory that that slowly developed over yes. the course of the mm-hmm. film, and uh, the way they did it was really wonderful writing. The uh, and the actor who played that role, uh, Idris Elba. I've always liked, and uh, just a, a great actor as well. Um, uh, then you, you have a character that's based off Jennifer Lawrence that's in this film, uh, you know, female character, and her name was Jayla, and even mm-hmm, took off mm-hmm. Jay Law, Jay yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. So uh, it, 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 was, it was done very, very well. Um, so many films in the summer really do try to do the whole 3D thing because they want to make more money, and they know that uh, overseas markets, it's the 3D that's going to bring people in. Um, yeah, I, I saw I saw Star Trek, uh, both 3D and flat, and uh, to me, I'm, I'm fine with the with the flat uh, with the flat screens. You know, I, I saw it flat because uh, given a choice, that's what I'm always going to take. And uh, did not. You know, a lot of times when I see a film in 2D that that was filmed in 3D, you can tell it in in, in a bad way. Right, right. I could not tell it th- yeah. in this. It worked yeah. just fine. I, matter of fact, there were only a couple times during the entire film where I said, "Oh yeah, that's right. This is 3D." Yeah. But for the most part, it was it did not matter at all. Yeah, but we could spend a whole show talking about the disappointments of the summer for me. Yeah, and and there were quite a few. Um, the, the freakiest film, which was also uh, turned out to be a, a, a bad film, was called Swiss Army Man. Oh, was and, it not good? Uh, it was just it was it was like a cross between. Uh, now this is these are the good ones. Okay, cross between um, uh, Castaway and Weekend at Bernie's. Yes. Okay, Weekend Bernie's as a comedy. I loved um, the first one was just it was creative it was fun, and this tried to kind of do both of those things, but but uh, it just it didn't click right. You know it didn't click. Um, it it uh, had, had a lot of kind of gross out humor that was thrown in as well, and uh, and that just didn't didn't really work. Um, there were elements of it. Uh, there were some sequences of it that that were really almost as perfect as you could have in a film, but as a total package. It, it just didn't work. Didn't work. It, yeah. it was, and it wasn't. I won't say it was was horrible, but it just wasn't wasn't really good overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was intrigued by it, um, and, and that's why I wanted to see it. It was a very small cast, you know, uh, really a couple of main characters that that you see, and you see some kind of flashback things. But it's really, you know, uh, Harry Potter, and then Brian Wilson from last year's, you know, um, great film about the Brian Wilson mm-hmm. uh, bi- mm-hmm. biopic. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a weird one, uh, and and a, and a freaky one. You know, I don't know what the fall holds for us. Uh, I'm hoping it it, it will show us um, some more chances. Box office has been dismal this summer. Yeah, and, and that's um, when they're supposed to make their and money. That's when they're supposed to make their money. And without a, a couple of films uh, in the early part of the year with Deadpool, which was a, a uh-huh. huge surprise, and then Zootopia, which uh-huh. was another huge surprise. Um, overall this year we'd be really down overall at the box office now because of those two films going into august we were we were up two percent but the box office in the summer down ten percent wow so um it's yeah it's it's a this is the money making time and they're not making the money so this is the last chance this weekend is the really last chance to try to pull those numbers up and suicide squad there are a lot of people still wanting to see it despite the critics yeah what we'll really see is what that second weekend looks like. Um, I have had several people who have said, okay, I've read the reviews. You know what? I'm not going to spend my money 
uh, I'm going to wait. Well, that's kind of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah going to wait. I know you wanted to go see it with, well, you wanted to take a daughter to go see yeah, it. Yeah, my daughter wants to see it. She still wants yep. to see it, but yep. uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any final questions for me or thoughts? So what are the films to watch for very quickly this fall? Uh, why don't we save that for for another show? Okay, all right. Yeah, we'll let's save that. that for another show. There's there's um, there's definitely some worth worth checking out and some surprise um, sequels that I never anticipated being a sequel. Interesting. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about, nice about some of those as well. And and uh, I will say that uh, you'll see Tom Cruise back on the big screen again. Um, oh, I, uh, Reacher. Yep, yep, and that's the uh, Jack Reacher uh, sequel. Yeah, uh, which I did, that was the one I didn't see that coming yeah, as I a had sequel. No idea until I saw um, a trailer. But normally point. we we see him show up in the summer, and uh, this year, fall, uh, fall. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, this uh, that's it for this edition of Cinema Scene on Gardner Webb University Radio WGWG.org. Appreciate Jeff uh, hanging out, asking me some questions, and letting us spend some time talking about uh, summer movies. Uh, enjoy them uh, while they last uh, here at the box office. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, send them to us. You can go to info at wgwg.org, uh, subject line cinema scene, or you can uh, look at our Facebook page and talk to us there as well. You can always find archive shows on soundcloud.com, but the best way to find all that is just go to wgwg.org. Till next time, I'm Noel Manning. That's Jeff Powell, and this is a wrap. <laughs>